Hello and welcome back to Daydream Believers. I'm Elle. And I'm Elle. This is a podcast where we talk about music, mental health and mindset. I am a life coach which loves to listen to music that was created before the 2010s. And I am a stay-at-home mum who usually just listens to rock music. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Elle, how are you going? I'm alright. I just had a lovely little nap on your couch before you we did. started recording. She you put did. her child to bed and when she got out of the room from putting him to sleep, she found me asleep on her couch. <laughs> <That was> so <laughs> quick. <laughs> I just completely, I, I could fall asleep anywhere. Oh, Planes, me too. trains, anything. Automobiles. Automobile. Just kidding, it's a movie. Planes, yeah, trains, automobiles. Just awesome. in case, movie reference tick yes. for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I fell asleep on your couch. You did. And I woke up because I was having this like dream where I was screaming at someone and I don't even know who I was screaming at. I don't know what I was screaming at. I was just like, I remember waking up before saying, if I was her sister, I'd treat her well. And I'm like, oh. okay, don't remember what that had to do with anything. Interesting, But weird, right? Dreams are a weird thing. And I woke up from it like within the second and don't remember anything but that one line. That's so, so odd. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you had a dream that quickly. I don't know how dreams work. I don't know the science behind it. Oh. That's crazy. I know what you mean. That's like, I try to think like, does my dog have dreams? Like, do animals oh, dream? I don't know. That's a very interesting yeah. question. Does my son have dreams? How old do people start having dreams? Mmm... It blows my mind that some people don't think that they dream at all, like they don't remember their dreams. Yes! I've had so many people tell me that, oh, I don't dream at all. And I'm like, how? No. I dream all the time. So do I. I always have reoccurring dreams as well. There's a yeah. few, that some that I will not mention on this because genuinely they terrify me. Yeah. And then somewhere, like this one reoccurring dream I've had since I would have been about seven. Mm. And I have at least once every like two or three years. But back then it used to happen quite regularly. Yeah. Where this man... And you know that TV show Total Total Spies or Total No. Things? It was like a cartoon that was uh-huh. similar to Charlie's Angels. Right. Back in like when I was... The early 2000s. Uh-huh. The guy that was there, Charlie, basically. Mm-hmm. The cartoon version of him became a real life version of him in my dream. Right. And he was chasing me around and trying to kill me with a pair of socks. And this is Ooh. my reoccurring dream. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, that is so funny. Yeah, and I just don't pair know. Of socks. Yeah, with a pair of socks. So I must have had like this one day where I was just like not having it with a pair of socks. Maybe. And then since then it's just been a reoccurring nightmare. Genuinely, he just chases me around and then tries to kill me with my own socks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I end up, and back then it, you would, the scenery would go, you know, when you change scenes in your dreams, uh, like it oh, goes like from instant, instant. Yeah. Yes. Like my grade four classroom to my grandparents' house, to my house, yes, of to course. some random park, to of like my primary school again, but on the, the oval. And I'm like, yes. why? Yes. Always primary school. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's where the dream, like I was in primary yeah. school when the dream started. So it makes oh, sense. Yeah. But yeah, but even now I always dream about my primary school. I don't know why. I feel like we talk about primary school a yes, lot on this yes. podcast. Yes. I think we have some issues yeah like some <laughs> some things you have to work through from back then but well i'll tell you a funny thing about dreaming mm-hmm. my dreams have changed a lot since i've had a baby oh in what way oh very realistic very scary and i tend to do things in real life that i'm doing in the dream it's very odd so so many times i've had a dream that my son james who is young he's a toddler but even as it was a baby, even now, I have a dream that he's in our bed, mm. but about to fall off the bed. Yeah. He's about to fall off the bed. So in real life, Elle, I get up and I did this one time. It was so funny. 
I get up and I put my arm over my husband. Yeah. And I pull on him because I think he's James and I think he's falling off the bed. I scared the absolute shit out of him. No, obviously. I, that oh, would scare man. the crap out of me. Imagine you being peacefully asleep and then someone just like attacks you in the yes, middle of the night. but I thought he was James. I thought he was James. So weird. I know what you mean, though. When it gets to a really realistic dream, it can feel... Yeah. There's some dreams that you don't want to wake up from because they're so realistic, and there's some dreams that you do want to wake up from because, because they're, so they're so realistic. realistic. Yeah. It's like when uh, you're kind of about to fall asleep and you feel like you're about to jump, oh, and then you always. jolt. You jolt. Yeah. Yeah. Do the amount of times, as I mentioned earlier, I fall asleep on trains or like yes. always public oh, that's transport. that's scary. Why are you falling asleep on trains? Because I used to take the train to uni and it was like, I lived on the other side of the city from where uni is. So would I would have to go all the way to the city, then drive, like take the other train all the way to uni. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do this early in the morning and late at night and not fall asleep. Like I need sleep. Yeah, but that's scarier. Who knows? People probably like, I don't know, pickpocketing you. I don't know. No, I hold on to my shit tightly. Oh, man. <laughs> I think the reason no one pickpocketed me is because I actually looked ridiculous because I have a horrible posture, as we know. <laughs> you imagine me sleeping in a bed with my like back curled over like yes. in the fetal position, but me doing that on a train <laughs> with my neck like hanging halfway down my face. I, w- I would literally be sitting in the most uncomfortable positions. People probably thought my neck was going to snap off. Wow. So I feel like everyone just, like, kind of let me be. Plus, I think I drool. I don't know. <laughs> Lately, I've been drooling a lot. I, I drool sometimes. Everyone drools Yeah, out. but I, I've been drooling it. a lot. I feel like I've been enjoying my naps lately a lot. Oh, yeah. Evidently, I've been sleeping on your couch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yes. you'll find some drool on that pillow. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I'll just wash it. Yeah. Or I won't. Mm. Kind of weird. Ew. <laughs> 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 all right. Today's guest. Let's talk about our guest today quickly. Oh, yes. So our guest today is one half of a DJing duo called Teddy Cream. Yes. He owns a nightclub, which yes. is insane. Yeah. And he is now a outstanding life coach for young adults. Um, I'm assuming all around the world. I know he works with people in Australia. I feel like he'd work with anyone anyway. Uh, all I know is that this guy has lived a life. He is... A fantastic human being. All around amazing, amazing person. He will share with us his journey today through the ups and downs of being a worldwide DJ and how that has led to him being a fantastic life coach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He does share his journey with addiction. Mm -hmm. He has some amazing tools he shares throughout the rest of the interview with him, which I feel like everyone can benefit from. Most definitely. But before we speak to Brandon... Mm-hmm. We have some formalities to get through, Elle. Yes, we do. And guess what? Doozies. I've got some doozies for you. Yeah. Boy, do I. So what we like to do on this podcast is to talk about what was number one in music history this week. And these are pretty good. These are pretty good, if I may say so myself. Mm-hmm. In 1980, a crazy little thing called Love by Queen was number one. Oh, what a crazy jam. Thing. I don't know why I sing it like Elvis. No, I always think that too, but yeah. I feel like it's because that song has that vibe, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, I love that song. It's a great oh. song. Queen. Yeah. Queen. Freddie. Freddie. Yeah. Freddie. Freddie. It's fantastic. Can't deny that. Cannot deny. In 2015, Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars was number one. That song, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Every time, it's a jam. I do love the song, yes. right? Uptown Funk You Up, L. Uptown Funk You Up. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever heard it, I was getting a wax at Brazilian Butterfly, right? 
Yep. The song was playing and it kept playing on repeat while right. I was in Brazilian Butterfly. And that's I was like, weird. Why? Yeah. And that's what I was confused about. I'm like, oh, I wonder why it's playing on repeat. Like I heard it three times in a row. And I thought that the lyrics were, don't believe me, just wax. So I thought it was the Brazilian <laughs> Butterfly theme song. And I was like, wow, like, what a good song. Like, how catchy. Like, pretty good. For, so, like a, it's like a full-on song. I was so confused. I couldn't put together the fact that it was Bruno Mars at that point. That's hilarious. I was just like, oh, wow, what a good song. And then not until, like, later on in that day did I go back into the car and I was like, oh, it's on the radio. <laughs> Why is the Brazilian <laughs> Butterfly song on the radio? Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Yeah, well. so that is my little story with Bruno Mars and Don't Believe Me Just Wax. You know what? Weird Al Yankovic should make a yeah. parody. I love I love those parodies as well. Yeah, me too. I love Weird Al. Mm. Love the hair. Love the accordion. I love all of it. Weird Al. He's weird. Yeah. And he's Al. Mm. He's Weird Al. Yeah. And we are Weird Al's. I was just thinking at the same time. I was like, Weird Al's. What is our other, any other number ones? I do. And I actually um, skipped past this year a little bit. This is 2004. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. By Usher, Lil John, and Ludacris was number one. Ludacris? Yes. I... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? But I was singing, yeah. Nah. But what a song. I actually oh, love that song. so good. I feel like that is one of those timeless songs that, like, anyone could put that on at any, like, party or, uh, like, gathering, and you'd just be like, damn. Yeah, you can't help but get funky to it. Get funky, yeah. Yeah, get funky. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I wish people could see the shoulder movements you just <gasps> did. Oi, oi, oi. No one can compete with my shoulder movements. So what we also like to do is to tell you who you share a birthday with. Now, this one's a good one. Mm-hmm. If you have a birthday on the 28th of May, you share a birthday with Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Kylie. She is... 53 now that's insane but also like i'm like how old was she back then like it actually blows my mind she's the same age as my dad oh yeah and i'm like oh 20s 30s yeah but when i think about it i'm like i was like in grade one when like i'm spinning around and all those songs came out i just can't get you out of my head yeah those songs songs. like i sing those songs and i literally go get taken back to grade one yeah full on but she started like in the late 80s didn't she oh yeah good point with like lucky and stuff yeah Yeah. i should be so lucky we're gonna take a quick break so we can quickly get back and talk to brandon but before we do we must ask you this please follow us on any platform that you are using to listen to this podcast if you are new here hello 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 please don't forget to give us a review or rate us if you feel like it you know, five out of five, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, and I also want to mention something called Buy Me a Coffee. We'll have all this in the description down below. But what you can do is donate the amount that you would spend on a cup of coffee to this podcast. And it would go to bringing you better quality episodes. Indeed it will. We'd really, really appreciate it. But until then, taking a break. <laughs> we are back and my, oh my, are we excited for this guest. Oh, we definitely are. We are going to have Brandon join us in just a second. He is a world-renowned DJ, a club owner, blows my mind. I know. Just crazy. And a life coach for young adults. Yes, Brandon, how are you? Hello. I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. I've been so excited to get you on because I know you have so much, like, exciting insight to share with us all. Extremely exciting. Yeah. 
you've lived a life yeah. i'd love for you to tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and like what your journey sort of looked like so basically i do a fair few things one side of the the coin and an international dj uh, tour the world I also run a nightclub in Melbourne called Mango Club. And then on the other side of the coin, I'm a life coach and mentor to young adults. So I've got the best of both worlds. Definitely do. That's so amazing. Fantastic. Everything that you have done at such a young age as well, that is unbelievable and unheard of. Yeah. When did you start DJing? Like what age did that begin? 13. 13. (laughs) Like just DJing at like birthdays and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. DJing at um, underage festivals and birthdays. As we hit 17, 18, started touring and playing at clubs and festivals interstate and overseas. Oh, that is insane. To be international, when was the moment you kind of realized like, wow, like we're actually got a name for ourselves? When did it shift to being so well known? I feel like it was... When we had people just running up to us everywhere, like asking for photos and things like that, <laughs> like yeah. we had it had it here, and then when we went overseas, it was even crazier. That's but insane. It was a it was a nice boost for the ego. <laughs> but, I bet. I bet. <laughs> but but in saying that, it was still wonderful to know that you know so many people actually admired and then loved what we did. So yeah, a lot of people actually shy away from that stuff, but I embraced it. I yeah. loved it. I loved meeting new people meeting fans and being able to spend time with you know people that actually appreciate what you do and the entertainment that you're giving out to the world no that is beautiful that would have felt unbelievable no i can just imagine yeah because like you said a lot of people would shy away from that feeling and to be able to embrace that like you would have lived like truly lived into it in such a beautiful way i know a little bit of your background in terms of like how you got into life coaching but i'd love for you to share with the audience like what kind of was that pivoting moment for you to go like, okay, I'm going to kind of switch up my career in general? It basically all started uh, when lockdown hit, the first, yeah. the very first lockdown. And at that point, I was pretty deep into a uh, an addiction with cocaine and, and binge drinking. Hey, everyone. What is holding you back from achieving your fitness and nutrition goals? Is it time? stress, confidence, lack of motivation, or maybe you're just sick of dieting? Do you feel defeated and discouraged because you're not where you want to be with your nutrition and fitness? If you're done being frustrated and discouraged with your lack of success, check out the Power of Progress podcast, where we talk about how to change your fitness and nutrition using the principles of mindset, motion, and momentum. We take a deep dive into what makes you tick and how to overcome all of your obstacles, physical and mental. Our goal is to change your health from a chore to a lifestyle. And and that was a thing for like seven seven years. Wow. You know? wow. And, yeah. and and that was the, the dark side of the, the touring and having all these wonderful shows all all around the world. It's not normal for someone so young to to have all of that attention and all of that. Also a lot of criticism and and bullying, online bullying from people. So, yeah, I I went down that path of addiction. And when, you know, it was easy to mask it sort of with the the partying and the big shows and, and all of that stuff. But then when all of that was taken away, the club, the gigs, the... The good side of it, I was still left with the addiction and, you know, sitting in my room doing drugs on my own and all of those things. And I just went, I hit rock bottom, Um, you know, had suicidal thoughts and all those things. And I had like a light switch moment somewhere in that where I I came to a realisation that there's got to be more to life than this. I was touring the world, had 
hundreds and thousands of fans, very successful, and I wasn't really happy at all. And so in saying that, it was a blessing in disguise because I had time to actually stop to face what I had been suppressing and to, to gain more clarity and insight into why that was wonderful. And I just knew that, you know, I had more, more life to live, more love to give than to just be stuck in this addiction party cycle. And, you know, I, for the first year I was working on myself, like re- read every book that yeah. I could get my hands on. I did every course, yeah. all things personal development and got myself yeah. to a place where I'm like, damn, I can help people. No, I love that. I love that you like had such a moment where like sometimes it's in those moments of like deep depression that we kind yeah. of, the only thing we can do is move up and like start to feel that gratitude and start to rise for ourselves really mm. when we hit rock bottom. I love that you took that for yourself and you you made that conscious decision to like be like, you know what, a light switch is hit and I'm going to actually like look toward that light switch and start yeah. making a change toward my life. And not just that, you're going to make such a difference in people's lives. You're using your pain, your struggles to help people who have gone through a similar situation and you yeah. will help them find a better them. That is unbelievable. You know, it is terrible that you went through the things that you went through, but you get to wake up in the morning and think to yourself, I'm going to help people get out of this situation now. Mm. That, That itself must be an unbelievable feeling. And it also goes to show with the fact that you hit rock bottom, fame and money isn't everything. Definitely not. The best things in life are free, which is love, family, companionship. Connection, yeah. um, Connection. And you are helping people realize that because especially when you're young, you're just out of school, man, you just want to go hit it up at the clubs. You want to go party. You want to go do this and that. And you are able to tell these people, it's not what life is about. Go have your fun. But that is not what life is about. And I've seen it with so many, so many people. Like I've, I've been yeah. in the in the nightlife industry for for, year, for years now. I love it, right? But there is that that reality, that dark side to it, where you know it's, there's a rabbit hole that you can fall down. And I see yeah. mo- the majority of people do fall down it, right? And to yeah. get yourself back out of it, and to actually ask for help, to admit that hey, I, I I'm stuck. I've got a problem. You know, most people won't won't admit that they have an addiction yeah. or that they, if it's something, you know, if you're going out and doing drugs every single weekend and, you you know, it, it's you've really got to take a look and, and, and see, like, mm. how, how long could I go without this? Because I I truly believe that if, if you're going out and, you know, I've, I've relapsed a fair bit as well over over my recovery journey. I'm, I'm not putting anyone down. It's, it's very tough, especially when you, when you get into the programming, like it becomes your way of escaping. But it's like, it's just really, really tough. And most people won't really face that, that hard truth. But you, yeah. you can't really change unless you, you accept like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling. Most people yeah. that are out in clubs doing, doing drugs and stuff, there's some lack of connection. They're, they're, they're craving some sort mm. of fulfillment, inner fulfillment. Mm. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah. Even from what I've noticed as well, like because lately that everyone around them is also engaging in that, it's really hard for them to realize that like, hey, this actually might be a problem because when they do realize that they're doing it on their own, they think that that's what everyone else is sort of doing anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not a big problem if like the majority Mm -hmm. is doing it at this stage. That's that's one of the biggest issues. And what I found was, you know, when when I when I first came out and I, I spoke out about it 
about how bad it was in the industry. Uh, I got a lot of backlash from, from people in the industry as well because, you know, usually it's something that you just, you know, you keep under the rug, uh, you don't really yeah. talk about it much. But then after I did start sharing, and I, I haven't shared much about it for a while because I, I don't want to stick myself to that story forever. Yeah, I feel like I, I've moved course, past it. Yeah. But in saying that, for, for the first year or so, I have shared a lot and yeah. the amount of people that reached out to me saying, look, I'm in the same position, oh, oh my God, you took the words right out of my mouth, really went to show me that the majority of people are struggling, but they don't know how to ask for help or they don't, mm. you know, because and they, they don't really have the, the, the friends that, to even speak to about it because all their friends yeah. are, are, are the ones that are doing it. <laughs> yeah, they're deep into it, yeah. yeah. And also to come out to your family, it is particularly yeah. scary. You are scared of judgment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are scared of what people are going to think of you, whether they're going to turn around and be like, you know what, you're on your own, pal. You figure this out on your own. It is yeah. so scary. It's terrifying. There's a wonderful quote from Gabriel Mate who does a lot of addiction and trauma work, and he says you can't yeah. punish the pain out of people. Um, no. Yeah. You really – people that have addictions – they're, they're lacking connection and, and love, real love mm. in some way, and that's why they're turning to that. And so what I would say, and, and I would urge everyone here, if you have a friend or a family member who's struggling with an addiction, rather than, you know, rather than condemning them or forcing them to change, anything like that, just really love them and accept yeah. them, accept them as they mm. are and, and, you know, say, like, I know you're going through I know you're going through some struggles, but, but please know that I'm here for you and I'm going to support you in, in every mm. way possible and I love you so much, regardless of whether you ever overcome this or not. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, that's what people need to hear. Not, you know, there's a lot of stigma around it. People don't, don't even want yeah. to, don't even want to come back. And I've been, you know, I've relapsed a lot, <laughs> like over yeah. my, my, my journey. And it's like, well, that's, the, I, I, that's part of the recovery as well. And we've got to be yeah. able to speak. We've got to have the conversation. Mm. We can't just just shy away. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And thank you so much for sharing that to mm. like our listeners, listeners, because it's not only about whether you're abusing substances or anything like that. Any type of addiction, it usually does come mm. down to like needing oh, that yeah. form of connection or, or missing yeah. out on something else. Yeah. yeah, like porn addiction, like you know, porn, exactly food, porn addiction, Netflix. Every all addiction uh, is something that m- most young adults, most people, really in, in the world today, are struggling mm. with. One hundred percent. Anyway, on a lighter topic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's do it. Something we like to ask all of our guests yeah. is to list out three songs that bring them emotion, inspire them, or just songs that they bloody love. We'd love to know what songs you chose. Okay, so the first song. Uh, I have to give a shout out to myself. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> I love that. Got to be your own. Got to be your own number one fan, you right? Really exactly. Do. Our new remix called "We Run the Night." It's a collaboration with Havana Brown Havana and Morgan Hess. Brown. Um, right, it's. Awesome. It, it, I'm pretty sure it's just turned gold as well, like a gold record in Australia, that is which is huge. Whoa! Um, Holy like shit! Seven million streams. Yeah, it's amazing. So that's <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's number one. <laughs> That is wow. insane. No, that you should feel so fucking proud of yourself. Man. Oh, yeah. And that original song, I loved it anyway, like Havana yes. Brown's original. And then when it, she re-released it with you guys, I was like, oh, my God. I remember her jumping on TikTok and saying your names. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Brandon. That's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, well done. That is 
absolutely fantastic. And it is you a gem are, as well. Amazing. That yeah. is insane to hit like gold. Like, how did that feel when like you found yeah. out it had had that many streams? Yeah, it, it's probably the you know we've had a lot of bootlegs and things like that that have had millions and millions of streams, but for, that was like on Spotify yeah. and like it's it's like a, a proper like official remix, and and that was the first one that did so well. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a great feeling, and it was years and years and years of work, yeah. and and you know releasing led to that point. Um, so it, it did feel great to finally have that uh, success because we've had a lot of success yeah. in terms of gigs and yeah. playing amazing shows and festivals. But on the music side, we never really had that hit. Yeah. Right. Um, and so to, to finally get that was was just amazing. Wow. I love that. What was your next song? Uh, next song is my personal G up song. Yes. Um, so before I go out to party, before I you know, uh, to get myself into the mood. I actually play it before all of my coaching sessions and my group calls. <laughs> I love that. Like that. Uh, <laughs> I do that as well. It's, um, <laughs> it's Midas Touch, uh, Starsky remix. Oh, um, what a song. Why, I've just, why I chose that is because, you know, the, the lyrics, I've got the Midas Touch, everything I touch turns to gold. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful application yes, in itself. Yes, it is, yes. Right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, I truly believe that everything, well, Everything I've ever really done creative-wise in terms of business or any projects, they've all done amazing. And I'm very, very lucky because every single project I've ever done has been a, a success. And I don't know if, if you know, if, I, if it's down to luck or if it's because of the energy that I put out. But, yeah, I, I, I do feel like I have that Midas touch. And, no, um, I definitely see it. So I definitely yeah. see it. You, <laughs> you've got this energy and, like, this. there's something – even from when we first connected with each other, I noticed that like you just came off as good vibes all the time. Yeah. And I think that the way that yeah. you are authentically yourself throughout the way you post, the way you interact with people, it really like brings out the best in the people that are in your path as well. So definitely have the Midas right. touch. Oh, you really do. Even <laughs> as someone who obviously we haven't met before today, I did stalk yeah. your social medias, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> to prep for this yeah. interview. You have such a fantastic vibe around you. You have a glow. Yeah, glow is a great a, word. A, a lot of people are attracted to that. I know I definitely was. So you just, you do, you have that minus touch. Yeah, 100%. I love that. And I love a J-Up song before a coaching session. I do the same thing. And I always pick a song that matches like usually the same song as well. And I'm like, okay, like this is just going to get me in the mood and make sure that I'm feeling right into myself before I get into this call. So you need that for anything in life. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when I'm having a hard time with my son, you got to play a song that's just you at your core (laughs) to realize, you know what? You're not going to get me, James. You're not going to get me down today. <laughs> so what was your third and final yeah. pick? Third song, Ricky Martin, Live in La Vida Loca. Oh. Can't go wrong. What a song. <laughs> Love him. What resonates about that song for you? I just, it takes me back to childhood. Yeah. Um, I remember watching like Ricky Martin concerts on DVD and just that song, like living, like living La Vida, like living the best life. And it's just fun. It's I try not to take life too seriously. Yes, I do have a lot of business and a lot of projects, mm-hmm. but I try to bring fun and play to everything that I do. Yeah. And that song just sort of sums it all up. Yeah. yeah. I really do feel like, you know, I am living La Vida. Like yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. That's awesome. And it is so important to make sure that you're embracing that inner child in everything that you're doing and yeah. bringing out that play and fun because – 
otherwise what's the oh, point yeah. of having all the success and doing everything and, and being on the grind if you can't enjoy it and like yeah exactly think of, like i love I, nostalgia yeah. and lip things that remind me of being a kid so i'm all for that yeah i actually like before i do any work uh, every single day actually i will go for like a, a massive walk and do like karaoke on youtube yes uh, and just like get myself into like good vibes That's fantastic. Um, i've done it for feet feet for years so. i love that i love that so much That's so I, good. I love that song no i actually love that song it used to be my a quote on my instagram it was it was like my instagram um bio was living la vida loca for so years cute. so, so cute. exactly <laughs> there's a vibe with it so Renan, one thing i did want to ask you was you mentioned earlier about relapses and things like that I know even for my clients, when you make a promise to yourself or you're trying to like keep to a habit or commit to sobriety, there will be times that like you let yourself down. There will be times that you feel like this temptation to give back into it. What would you say to someone or what has have you found that works for you when you start to feel that, that doubt within yourself or start to feel that you're letting yourself down? How do you cope with that? I would say don't attach your happiness to the outcome of whatever goal it is mm. that you've set. Oh, I love um, that. And I'll, mm. Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. Right. I, I set out and I publicly set out to do a whole year sober. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be so happy if I can do the year. Everyone will, like, get around, like, you know, all of that stuff. And then I relapsed after, like, eight, six to – it was between six to eight months, somewhere in between there I relapsed. And I was so depressed because I had attached – my sense of identity and my self-worth to the doing the one year sober. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say that set your goals, do your best, but don't attach your happiness to any outcome. Like you just do your best and that's all you can do. Re- like relapsing or falling off the wa- the wagon. Some people, some people honestly can say that's it never again. And they'll never do it again. And yeah, and that's amazing. And if they can do that, they, they're very lucky and wonderful, but the majority of people, it, it's back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. And you've got to be super kind to yourself. Yes. Um, because once you're actually aware and, and then you fall back, it hurts a lot more. Yeah. Because you're, you're, not, you're not oblivious. Like I used to party uh, years and years ago and I didn't even think it was a problem. Yeah. yeah. Now, like say, like if I, if I had one relapse in the space of like six months, I'd beat myself up like I, I would like I'm being honest I would because it's like I know better yeah I know better and you know sometimes like we we, we are programmed and if you if you've been running an addiction pattern for like eight years in a row like I did it's very hard to just make one decision and, and be done with it forever because the like your your brain is wired to, to go down that path and so it, t- it takes a lot of in my case I'm, I'm still working through. yeah a hundred percent yeah and that's all that you can do is just work on it and take it day by day i think like especially when you you go through those moments where you you do let yourself down just have that compassion towards yourself and know that like one day does not mean that the next day you're going to let yourself down again and the day after that it's Mm. all one day at a time one step at a time Mm. well it's it's part of the journey exactly i honestly believe that every single time that i did relapse i came back with more wisdom with more courage with more with more insight um, and with a better understanding of myself. I, I would just say to to anyone out there to be honest with yourself. Mm, yeah. And to also to, to, to try and stay away from the, the 
over positivity, like the yeah. toxic positivity. Yes. I went through that stage where I was just like happy vibes all the time and I was I, I was basically suppressing mm. the, 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 the darker side of myself and, you know, what you resist persists. Yes, I um, love that. Because I had given myself such a, a crazy one year, you know, one year of sobriety when I had never done like two weeks, it, it actually added more stress, more, more anxiety, more pressure. If someone was to ask me now, I would say, don't give yourself ultimatums. Oh, I love that, yeah. Just do your best every day. Take one day at a time. Let go of the tension because that's the, everyone's so tense. So, you know, got to do this, got to do, like, have to do this, need to do this to succeed. Have to just, just stop and and chill and and relax. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, you need to allow yourself that grace. Yeah. You need to allow yourself room to fall. Yeah. Just in case. Exactly. Well, if you if you if you don't, like you'd mostly see is people would just swap one addiction for another. Yeah. And it's mm. it's not really hitting the the root of, of why the addiction is there in the first place. There's something that's missing, there's something that you're yearning for. Yes. And you know, I've seen so like I'll give you an example, someone that was addicted to, to cocaine went then addicted to marathon running and they couldn't go yes, a day without doing running a marathon. Yes, it's a better addiction. It's a more healthy addiction. It's still an addiction. I agree. If you don't do the marathon, if you don't do the marathon run, you're depressed. You feel like you're not, you know. So I would say, yes, swapping the addiction is probably a good start. Yeah. But sooner or later, you need to to go to the to the directly to the wound yeah. and to to face it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. And that, like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't have to be with something so extreme, like for those listening out there, which don't have a substance issue, like it could be as simple as like having a shopping addiction. And like, I know for me, I had an intense shopping addiction and I replaced that with binge eating. Yeah. And although it doesn't, it saves me a bit more money. It's still, it's not making me feel any better about myself or getting to the root issue. You still have the same behaviors at the the end of the day. Yeah. Your emotion withdrawals. If you don't, if you are not fulfilling that addiction it's yeah. still not the same thing but the same behaviors yeah i think that yeah it's all about making sure that we get to that root issue and you can you can work that out by seeing coaches like myself and brandon mm-hmm. or through any way that you feel is working for you and whatever you feel is going to support you in that journey what I, what i would say and what's been most beneficial for me in my experience yeah. is whenever you have the whenever the desire comes up to escape to to turn to the food, to turn to the Netflix binge, to turn to the to turn to the sex, the, the drugs, any, anything, even turning to the next personal development. Yeah, I went through a stage where I signed up to a new course every single week, or I bought another book. Yeah, um, to actually to actually just sit there and let that desire like burn you, and just sit there and feel it. Because that, that's where we're running from the fear. We're, yeah, we're, we're purchasing things. We're, we're, and so if you can just sit there and let it let it you know let it annihilate you and then after that you underneath that there's this peace but we don't give ourselves the, the the chance to actually sit there and let it pass yeah we suppress it all we, mm-hmm. we bottle it all down and then it, it comes back to hit us with panic attacks and, and anxiety and, and all these other mm-hmm. things so if you can just sit there be quiet let it come and, and just for once don't run away from it i love that let it overcome you and sooner or later, it passes. It really does. It always like does. Like any storm. Like any storm. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Well, thank you, Brandon, for having being on our show. We appreciate it so much. And I oh, love really everything cool. that you shared with us. Like, 
it is more than valuable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, all, of, all of our listeners will definitely benefit from this episode today. This episode is going to open a lot of people's eyes. You are fantastic. And I don't know you, but I am extremely <laughs> proud. And I think you've done fantastic you. because I have known people that addiction gets the better of them. And I don't know many people who have been through an addiction and have actually come out on the other side. So mm. I applaud you. I, I think you are fantastic and you should be extremely proud of yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank no you. problem at all. I couldn't agree more. Do you want the people to know what's coming up for you? Yeah, for sure. So you can check out uh, the DJ stuff. It's Teddy Cream on, on all socials, TikTok, Instagram, all of that stuff. The club is Mango Club. Uh, it's in Melbourne every Friday night. So if you want to pop down, it's, a, it's an amazing vibe. And the coaching, mentoring, um, I've got a program called Level Up. It's for young adults. It's a nine-week program. And, yeah, basically it's supporting young adults in, in all areas uh, in terms of you know, mindset, goal setting, emotional mastery, all of the things that I went through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How to overcome. And, and, and not just if you're struggling, but if you just want to take things to the next level. Yeah. yeah. Um, having, having a mentor, having a coach, having support, and, 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 you know, I've built an amazing community as well of over 60 plus young adults who are in the who are in the program, in the community. I didn't really make lasting change until I hired a coach and a mentor. Yeah. Um, there's only so, so far that you can take yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would highly recommend whether it's with me, whether it's with Elle, whether it's with anyone, uh, get yourself a coach or a mentor if you can afford it. Um, it, it is really an investment. Mm that will will shape how your your future unfolds i love that thank you so much brandon i appreciate everything like i i'm literally sitting here in awe because i'm like ah you're just amazing you actually amaze me yeah and just letting everyone know actually brandon is the inspiration for me making the podcast because we had a conversation where he told me to make a podcast and i was like (laughs) I was considering it at the time and I'm like, you know what? Let me just do it. Let me just message, like speak to my cousin about it. And we ended up like we made it within a couple of weeks from then. Yeah. So thank you, Brandon. Thank you. This wouldn't, thank you very this much. wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for you. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of you. Good on you for saying yes and, and following because a lot of people will have an amazing idea and they won't follow mm, exactly. through. Exactly. So uh, yeah, well done. And, and hopefully that inspires other people as well. I hope it does. Because every single person out there, I know deep down they have some type of creative desire. Agreed. Whether it's fashion, music, art, any any type of project that they're like, damn, I wish I could do. Look, my my advice to you would be fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just fucking do it. The fear is normal. It's just about yeah. pushing past it and getting to where you want to be and doing the thing that scares you a little bit because honestly, we're scared to do everything. I'm scared of everything and I oh, still man. just put myself out there because I'm like, you know what? Let me just do it. Otherwise, I'm going to... It's I'd be in bed it's, all day. Exactly. I, otherwise, I would literally be in bed upset every single day if yeah. I didn't, like, push past the fear. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you. Fuck, man. How amazing was Brandon? <laughs> fucking hell, hell. Fucking hell. Brandon was amazing. I am actually blown away that someone can live that much of life all before the age of, like, 27, do you know? I that think is, he's 26, yeah. That is... Wow. He... You know, I only just met him. I think I mentioned this during the interview. I only had just met him, but he has this glow about him. He really just brings out this fantastic energy and he has been through so much. I actually can't think of someone better 
to be out there helping young adults get through their life and their troubles. Exactly. I completely agree. So we're going to leave all of Brandon's social medias in our description below and also a link to his Teddy Cream Spotify. Yes, we will. Uh, We'll also include all of his song suggestions in our playlist, which is the Daydream Believers playlist. That is also going to be linked down below. And we just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. We really appreciate it. Please don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias and the apps you use to listen to our podcast. We will leave everything in the description down below. Please check out Buy Us A Coffee if you are interested in that as well. Any donation is extremely appreciated. It really is. If you would like to work with me on a coaching basis, all of my information is linked down below in the description. You can find me at EMT Coaching on Instagram as well. Send me a DM. Let us know what you thought of today's podcast episode. We also had an episode last week that spoke about the fear of rejection. So if you haven't already, give that a listen. There are some awesome, awesome insights in that. If you are interested in hearing me talk about movies, I also have another podcast called Three Tickets Two. Mm-hmm. I do it with my husband and my brother. And we literally just sit down and talk about movies. It's fantastic. We do trivias, just reviews, discussions, rankings. It is just wonderful. Wouldn't you say, Elle? Oh, I enjoy it quite thoroughly. <laughs> Did I put you on the spot there? Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.